for the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come, what for? Train in the trees, please, pardon my sycamore. Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 77, pregame. The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. T. Petty, Idris Elbow, and Nookie Bishop Jr., y'all, was the Super Bowl halftime show the blackest halftime show ever? T. Petty. The blackest, yes. The best, no. Okay, okay. Definitely the blackest. What'd you, what'd you think? You know, give me your assessment, etc. Letter grade. Oh, it was definitely an A. It's in my top five. Um, okay. I enjoyed it very much. I mean, how could you not? It was thoroughly enjoyable. Partially because racist heads were exploding all over the place. Like, they were pissed. And that added to my own personal enjoyment. Plus, I mean, what's to hate? Dre, Snoop, M, 50 Cent, surprisingly, because he wasn't mentioned at all in like the run-up to it. Mary J, like, come on. What don't you love about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can dig it. Drees, letter grade and overall impressions with the Super Bowl 56 halftime show. What's up, Doug? What's up, T-Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And the Super Bowl halftime show was, like, one of the best. I think that's in my top three. And it was it was blackity black. And the other thing is, I was I was up crip walking <laughs> while I was watching it. But, Were you? But, yeah, but but Teddy almost tore my HDL. Now, see, I was going to ask you, how are your knees doing? Just You need to just sit down and wave your hand. You know we can't do that stuff no more. Yeah, I, I know. Like, but you know, it's like uh, it was it was a throwback for so many folks, right? Like our age, right? Like that's the music we we came up on, right? That was like in the nineties, kind of you know moving into like uh, I guess the early two thousands too. When you think about like Dre and Aftermath and all that, but like that's that's the that's our music. That's the soundtrack of our lives. Absolutely, absolutely. I was a little confused when they came out. I was like, what is all these houses? I was like, is this going to spell like Pepsi or something like that? But that was uh, really, um, that was really imaginative. And, um, you know, how they came with it together and each sort of individual uh, act uh, had their own little house. That was dope. Uh, I'm a little Wait, wait, wait. The, the map that was on the ground, was that all of LA? Or was it just Compton? Or what, like, what was that area? Because there was an aerial view of like, I know, like, a, a community, a neighborhood, but I couldn't I tell know. it was yeah, like I don't know if that was all else. of LA or if that was just Inglewood. Yeah, Ingle, maybe Inglewood. Yeah. I have to go back and watch it again, I think, to see. Yeah, or just either. ask them about LA because I you know exactly. It was either Inglewood or um, Compton, and um, they were saying that like you know with the overhead view of the map, it looked like one of them play sets for the kids. You know, like the ones where they drive the little trucks on there and whatnot. <laughs> But it yeah, was like uh, when you had the little uh, the little rugs. We got a couple of them rugs here where you like the little green you got the road rugs. and everything. You drive the little um hot wheels on it. Yeah, yeah. But uh it was definitely uh fire, man. And uh Eminem took a knee, so was uh definitely uh, happy about that. Like you were saying, uh T hey, Petty hey, didn't he, he outdo Mary. Mary, Mary fell out. <laughs> That's right, because she was probably tired, like we all are. <laughs> she was okay. like, wow. So let me ask y'all this. 
because Eminem has not said one way or the other. Was he kneeling because, like, in a nod to, to Kaepernick, or was he kneeling because Dre started playing the sample that was the beginning of I Am Mad At You? Uh, hello, young people. That is not originally a Tupac song. That is a dream by DeBarge from what the 70s, late 70s. Okay. Just in case y'all don't know where that sample oh, came from. But that is not that. originally from Tupac. But anyway, which one do y'all think it was? Was it a tribute to Pop I, or I, I not the cap? I'm gonna be honest. I I don't know. M man, like he'll he he like it could be it could go either way. I would Good. say it was pop because just in the moment and whatnot, but like you know, M like he 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 ain't been he's he's known not to be shy when it comes to like speaking his voice and and letting it be known. Like when he did the uh, freestyle cipher on was that BT Awards and Donald Trump or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. It could have it could have went either way. Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was a two way street uh, there, and uh, I love it that it's uh, great that he's been pretty silent about it and. Uh, you know, he hasn't uh, talked too, uh, talk too much about it. So that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, I'm a little pissed off at the New York Post. They got a hold of some video of uh, Snoop smoking a J before the um, halftime show started. I'm like, this is clearly not news. Like, Who what is cares? the deal? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, how is that news? Everybody knows Snoop smoke. That's like, that's like saying, um, what's, what's the dude name? Willie Nelson? Yeah. Oh, like, you know, it's like, that's what he's known for. Also, weed is legal in California, and exactly. who gives yeah. a fuck? It's Snoop. Moving exactly. on. Yeah. Oh, but you know, story. you know, you know what I peep though. Uh, before at the halftime show, it was some some reporter put they they hand on Snoop's shoulder. I was like, who is that touching all up on Snoop like that? Oh, that was Doing Maria Taylor from NBC. She had changed her outfit. She had on a nice white outfit before. And then when she got down there on the field, she changed up her outfit. She's a fashionista. Okay. Yeah, but, Maria. Uh, yeah, but uh, Maria Taylor, top of the pops. Uh, she got out of them raggedy ass situations over there at ESPN now on the Olympics and, you know, doing the Super Bowl and doing big things. So uh, shout out to uh, Maria Taylor. Well, listen, y'all, we got to get uh, started. We got this uh, episode 77 coming up. Uh, producer E, hit that button right about now. Episode 77 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Check-in time with T. Petty, Adris Elbaum, yours truly, Nookie Bishop Jr. T. Petty, how you doing today? Uh, you know, your girl is a little bit tired, but I'm back home. I was out of, out of the city for about a week or so. Got back late last night after some uh, <laughs> some airline mishaps and delays. Uh oh, uh oh. Worked all day today, um, so I'm tired. But your girl is. I'm hanging in there. I'm doing all right. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. We'll talk about them airline mishaps uh, in a few minutes, perhaps. Drees elbow man with a little bit of ash on the elbow, brother. What is happening up in the Bmore way? 
Man, what's happening, Nook? What's happening, T Patty? It is like the weather is is going crazy here. It's going bananas. Like I I heard tomorrow it's going to be sixty five degrees, sixty five degrees, and I think it was like 18, 18 degrees today. Really? So I don't, like, man. It's it's really? bananas. It was, I, I can't. It was I can't fifty five degrees today, but it was a little chilly when I got up this morning. Yeah, it was. It was mm. eight. It was eighteen. Like going from like night to day. And then it got a little bit warmer, and now it's gonna be sixty-five tomorrow. So yeah. something's going on. I don't I'm know. I'm just gonna what. keep. I'm just gonna keep wearing my hoodies till Memorial Day, and uh, see hopefully you know what the weather will be at the cookout or whatever. But uh, yeah, this <laughs> <Right>. weather is just. <laughs> no, you know that's what black grandmas will say. It don't matter how hot it gets in January, February. You keeping that hat, scarf, gloves on, sweaters, sweatshirts everything so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna stay in the house because obviously the weather has not made up his mind what it wants to do and i don't have time to be sick exactly exactly when i uh, convert all the beverages up into the refrigerator as opposed to in the garage where they cold that right now then <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be uh, a little bit of turn as far as the weather goes but uh, we'll see what's going on all right t patty uh, item 1A, let's uh, go ahead. We haven't really had a chance to talk about this uh, on the main pod, so let me start out this way. Mm-hmm. So the mark of a man, a grown-ass man, is that when he can admit he is wrong and apologize to people. So let me talk to you. Let me say, start okay. it off here, and then we'll take it, uh, we'll take like it from there. I feel like you set me up. Where are we going with this? No, no, no. <laughs> so... Um, in our group chat, this was, you know, late January going into February, we had discussions about the podcast platform that rhymes with Idemnify. And mm. um, T. Petty was in favor and pulling us off of that platform 100% altogether. I was of the contention that um, because uh, that Rogan fella was sort of spouting mistruths about the uh, COVID vaccine and COVID uh, in general. He, in fact, got COVID, that he was an idiot, but it didn't necessarily necessitate us pulling our podcast from the platform. In fact, Mm -hmm. um, to be perfectly honest, our bread and butter is Apple podcast, but uh, we'll get into that, you know, another uh, place in time. T. Petty, I won't speak for you, but you are definitely in favor of pulling the podcast and you were ahead of the curve. What we found out, and in some corners of the internet knew, that Joe Rogan had used the word nigger. I don't say N-word, because it's a whole lot of words that begin with the letter N. The mm-hmm. one he used specifically was the word nigger, and referred to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, as the planet of the apes. Uh, that incensed mm-hmm. me, and T. Petty, you were ahead of the curve on that, so i like to first and foremost apologize uh, let you know that you were correct ahead of the curve on that. Um, in the words of Charles Barkley, I'll say for myself, I may be wrong, but I doubt it. But I was definitely <laughs> wrong. I was definitely <laughs> wrong this time around. So, um, T. Petty, the floor is yours. You want to talk about this rhymes with identify, um, you know, sort of situation and then uh, take things from there. Well, no apologies necessary. You know, we have healthy debates in our group chat. I'm always uh disagreeing with something or other and i think that's part of why we are friends and why this podcast works so i had one opinion you had a different one and i was just like okay 
if y'all, you know, if y'all decide overrule me because we we decide things a bit democratically, I think, um, you know, I ain't gonna take my ball and go home, but I am standing firm on is fuck them forever, period. Um, and a couple of days later, you know, the the uh, they pulled 70 episodes of him using that word. So um, yeah, fuck them. And I love to be right. <laughs> that's where I am. That's what. That's what's up. That's what's up. Drees, seventy episodes pull where Joe Rogan used the word nigger or had other disparaging remarks to say about black people, specifically that Planet of the Apes reference in terms of Philadelphia. He also um, famously said that he just didn't understand the concept of race or black people or blackness give me a reaction on that well well first of all like uh i i knew t petty was gonna win that one because <laughs> because it, it, ne it never get better like with stuff like this it never get better right it always gets worse so it was just like a matter of time so t petty you was right on this one and um and, and for me it is like yeah, it is like that's just horrible. Like like Joe Rogan is just like horrible. But also, I don't want to let that streaming platform off the hook either, right? Because they the one that paid well, how much? A hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars for that, right? And they and 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 it's like well, would, would, that that mean they had they had that up. They was playing it. They was broadcasting it out. But when they got caught, it's like, okay, well, we'll take it down. Right? So mm -hmm. that's, you know, so I, I, I think it's more the streaming platform giving him that voice, right, mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to speak to, to, to people, right? And so that's, that's the bigger issue for me is the platform itself. Absolutely. So let me be clear. So the way a podcast is uh, – distributed is that it goes out simultaneously once it's published to all those platforms. So while we haven't taken the, the podcast off the platform, if that's something that you subscribe to freedom of speech, you know, freedom of expression, the whole nine yards, I get it. But what I've personally done is deleted the rhymes with identify app off of all my TVs, off of all my phones, off of all my tablets. So that's not available to me uh, any longer. And I'm just not going to pump them up uh, like we did in terms of uh, talking about the platforms that we're on. Now, again, we're available on Apple Podcasts and almost all platforms where you can find uh, find podcasts, including Amazon Music. Uh, we are on, uh, again, Apple. We are on Good Pods, iHeartRadio, nearly every podcast platform that uh, you can uh, find or wherever you'd like to find your, your podcast. So um, I've gone ahead and removed uh, that app uh, from my devices and I can't, you know, obviously we won't tell you to do one thing or the other as far as that's concerned, but wanted to bring that up, um, you know, and uh, apologize to my co-captain, to my, my podcast mate and let her know that I was wrong about that. Once that new evidence came uh, to light and um, we'll continue to uh, march on and be great on the uh, podcast that uh, don't have hosts that use the word nigger disparagingly because it's a lot of podcasts out there that use the word <laughs> nigger and nigger. Correct, including this one. 
Exactly. But let the record show. Yes. White people. You can never use the word nigga in any of its shape, forms, or fashions. I don't care how many black people you grew up around. I don't care how many black people you fuck. You are not black. You don't get black by osmosis. Don't ever use the word. Don't worry about how we address each other because that ain't none of your fucking business. We're not worried about how y'all address each other because you know why? We're not white. We don't give a fuck. Don't worry about it. Don't use the word and you don't have to worry about losing our money or getting your ass beat for saying the wrong word at the wrong time. Exactly. And that no. has been a public service announcement. This public service announcement was approved by T. Petty of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Um, yeah, so G-G-A, G-G-E-R, C-C-A, it don't matter. Don't do it. don't matter. don't matter. In any of the forms, what do you say, T. Petty, in any form or fashion? Because you might lose your job, you might get your ass whooped, you might get both. Don't risk some teeth. Exactly. Don't do it. Drees, we're going to switch it up and take it across the world. These... Uh, Winter Olympics, 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Um, There's a 13-hour time difference, so I've not seen anything that's been live on there. And uh, this might turn out to be the lowest rate. Don't you have to watch it in the morning time over here on on the East Coast? You have to watch it in the morning, right? No. So um, most of well, the events that you see in the morning are like from the day before. So. Like, oh. for example, the hockey game tonight is at like 11 o'clock, but it's like noon uh, the next day in Beijing. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is totally not good for people in um, in the on the East Coast. It might work out a little bit if you live in Hawaii or something like that. I don't know. But I have not seen any live events. But let's get to this figure skating uh, controversy, man, uh, from the Russian uh, organization. Uh, Russia doesn't have a team. It's the Russian Olympic Committee. This Camilla Kalieva, she's a figure skater, 15 from Russia, has uh, allegedly positive for performance enhancing drugs, but yet was allowed to continue to skate in her um, you know, performances and her events. And in fact, is in first she won one gold medal and is tracking for another gold medal, which immediately drew crawl, uh, drew cries from the United States about Carrie Ch- uh, Shikari Richardson, excuse me, Shikari Richardson, who tested positive for marijuana, was immediately suspended six, uh, 30 days, and she missed out on the Olympics, man. So uh, I think there's an obvious difference between uh, Ms. Kalieva and uh, Shikari, but I'm going to let you go ahead on and give me your 411 on that. All right, now I could be mixing up stories here, but it seems like somewhere I heard that she said that somehow her daddy or granddaddy heart medicine or something <laughs> got mixed up and tainted with her test or something. It was it was some crazy story that was unbelievable. It's like how 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 would that happen, right? So so the idea was that. It was somebody else's prescribed medication that somehow made its way into your system by mistake. That I could be, I could have been misreading the story somewhere, but that's what I thought it was. Now, if, if that is the, the thing, then I was like, so you mean to tell me this person is allowed to continue and just make up any kind of story 
but you you're gonna let them still participate and move forward pending an investigation but you don't get that to the black girl yeah that that's jacked up now that is correct uh, the drug that she had allegedly tested positive for was shown to increase blood flow to the heart which i would imagine you would need if you ice skating out there and jumping and doing all them flips and stuff but that by definition is a performance enhancing drug t petty shikari versus the russian figure skating give us your assessment i mean we obviously know what it is so this drug that she was this young lady was taking accused of taking tested positive for whatever is a performance enhancing drug. Weed does not make you run faster. So <laughs> that was ridiculous. And we all know um, what played into that. But yeah, another- I ain't even think about that. That you know, was weed when you it, think about it. Weed is not it going, was, it ain't it like she was on meth. She smoked wow. some weed. Last time I checked, that slows you down. It doesn't speed you up. Um, but this goes back, this issue with this, this figure skater who's Russian, like Russia has a very long, long history of doping in these games and getting caught. Like they've been suspended a few times, athletes not allowed to compete. So they actually just need to be suspended, period, because they don't know how to win without cheating, obviously. Um, but one does wonder, you know, why the leniency toward this little ice princess versus Shikari Richardson. And I think we all know the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, IOC um, uh, International Olympic Committee said that they're going to hold off, um, you know, presenting these gold medals for the events that she was in. But, you know, that's uh, that's not too cool, right? Like if you worked and you won the silver, but, um, you know, some committee decides months later that, um, you know, she needs to be stripped of her medals, you don't get your anthem playing and you don't get right. your uh, medal there live. You don't get the glory of the you moment. None of that. No, no. So and, we'll see how and this what turns I want to know is, yeah, T. Patty, I'm just wondering, is there any scenario where Pops Patty medicine could make its way into your system? <laughs> like, does he crumble uh, up his medicine over his food? And he's not like, unless oh, I went let me took, taste that. Not like, unless I went and took his medicine. Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. They what? didn't even bother to come up with a story that was halfway plausible. They were just like, whatever, we just gonna come up with this bullshit story. And obviously they didn't need to. The IOC was like, okay, cool. That sounds reasonable. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched any of these events. Typically, I don't really care about the Winter Olympics anyway. And I know uh, that Black athletes are competing. Young lady just won in speed skating who just stepped on skates five years ago. Uh, Erin Johnson, I believe her name yes, is. Yes, So mm-hmm. hashtag black excellence there. But I mean, it's 12 hours. Like, mm, I just, I just don't have it in me. And mm-hmm. let's be clear, like NBC is fucking up their own bag because y'all heard about what happened with, uh, Leslie, what's her face? What's her name, y'all? The Leslie comedian. Jones from uh, yes. Saturday Leslie Night Live. Yes. So yeah. if you follow her or have seen anything about her related to the Olympics on social media, she has like 
an Olympics enthusiast. Like every time she's tweeting, she's making videos, she's doing all kinds of stuff and getting all yeah, kinds of Yeah, did she do a commercial about that? The Olympics, getting ready to watch it? And she was just yes. super excited. So this, she posted something, must have been last week, maybe, saying that she was just going to not do it because she's been, been getting, she didn't say who, but she said she's been getting pushback about, you know, making these, uh, doing these tweets and making these videos and stuff. And instead of them hiring her, they hired some other people who were trying to like do what she was doing. But obviously they don't have the enthusiasm like she has. Now she's not necessarily my cup of tea, but she has a point. Like, why would you want to discourage this woman from getting a viewership for your fuck ass programming I, she was doing it for free just because she loved the Olympics so much. Like she's talked about growing up and watching it with her family or father and stuff like that. So instead of trying to pressure this woman into stopping, why not just give her a fucking job? Exactly. Exactly. Listen, she did the Uber Eats commercials for the rescheduled 2020 games that uh, took place in 2021. I think by the next time the next Olympic rolls around, she's going to have her own app, her own channel, and um, she should just do her own thing or get a corporate sponsorship and make it happen like this. Um, NBC, like I said, when those numbers come out, it's going to be like one of the lowest rated um, Winter Olympics of all time. That 12, 13 hour time difference is uh, crazy. And uh, just got some executives there. It's not smart. Now, they were smart enough to, you know, get um, uh, Maria Taylor over from ESPN, et cetera. But, um, you know, they wasn't uh, they wasn't too smart on this Leslie Jones thing. So we'll see what happens with that. Also, uh Whenever there is a story about Shikari Richardson, I always confuse her name. I know that they're two totally different people. I always confuse her name with Carrie Champion, uh, who used to be on ESPN, and also Jamel Hill, formerly of ESPN. Uh, Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill will now be on the new streaming service, CNN+. Plus. They are um, promising some type of freedom in terms of them letting them speak their minds. So it'll uh, be All interesting right. to see what kind of, yeah, be interesting yeah. to see what kind of shows come out with them and uh, looking forward to that. Um, I just got a sort of cavalcade of issues and items here. I'm going to run through it. T. Patty, they talking about a deadly bird flu is um, sweeping across the United States and they're very mm-hmm. concerned about the poultry supplies. Uh, one, your reaction on the story, and two, are you willing to give up chicken until they, uh, you know, sort of figure this thing out? So, because I'm from the school of stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I don't need to buy any more chicken because I have lots and lots of chicken in my freezer, and it's cool. Um, I hadn't even heard about this story, but I'm not surprised. Like these things happen periodically with with like livestock, right? Chicken. Every once in a while, you have some strain of something that runs through, like pigs and cows. And with the loosening of regulations that happened in the prior administration, I'm not. I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't seen more of this. Um, I mean, y'all be safe out there. I uh, I don't know how you you know, really can avoid that. Like chicken is one of the, at least it used to be, one of the more economical foods you can buy to like feed your family, right? You could buy a whole chicken and you know, you at least have a a meal, sometimes leftovers, depending on how big your family is. Now chicken wings, those joints expensive as fuck. Uh, But uh, you know, typically chicken is something you can buy and make it stretch like ground beef. Um, So I think about the impact that that will have on um, 
on people who rely on being able to, you know, go and purchase chicken to feed their families. Absolutely. Dries, there might be some problems with the poultry supply coming up. Uh, are you concerned about this? And are you going to give up chicken? Man, actually, you know what? I think I will because I, I eat a lot of chicken, a whole lot of chicken. And I do need to take a break uh, from chicken. I need to do some more fish, some more like um, some more red meats. You know, it's, it's, it's and, you know, as long as you got the pig that's still out there, I, I'm, I'm good. So I, I think I can take a break. Now, are they talking about like this going to be like a couple of weeks or a month or two? Or like I, I can deal with that. But if it's like a year or more, like, I don't know. I can't I can't go that long without chicken now. So the agricultural specialist and the um, chicken farmers and stuff, you know, like they test the birds uh, for various diseases and stuff. So once uh, they find a flock that has it, they um, essentially just kill that flock um, to try and ward off that getting into the food supply. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what happens between uh, now and, you know, the next three months, something like that. Could be a short-term situation, but could go longer. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but every March I do meatless March. Um, it's going to be very difficult this year, but it might not be that tough. Um, I've given up beef for the most part, and I feel a little bit better. But um, that first week of meatless March is hell. You know that um, there's also March Madness, and you always want to snack on something good, especially with all them commercials that be coming on. But uh, we'll see how this goes and see how this chicken is. T. Petty, I might, you know, need to come over there and get me a bird or something, you know, on consignment. And uh, <laughs> not consignment. Yeah, that, like that. Uh, T. Petty got she got she got a stockpile of bird over there. I mean, yeah. I don't have as much as I would like because, you know, apartment living DC, uh, refrigerators are typically not that big. But you know, I got a nice little supply. It's just me. So, okay. you know, I got enough to get me through, gotcha. get me through this shortage. I think I got enough to get me through um, February. So we'll see how this goes uh, for Meatless March. Um, let's see. Drees. Uh, let's see. Sarah Palin, she took an L in court in New York. She was uh, suing the New York Times for libel or defamation. The judge threw the suit out saying that she didn't even meet the minimum standards for what she was talking about in court. Sarah Palin, she only she got an L in her last name and she got this L in court. Yeah, she, she took an L on this one. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, part of me, I, I kind of want to not her to win, but I wanted them to rule in favor of like um, the 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 person who filed it, right? Of, I guess I want I kind of wanted her to win, not for because it's who she is, but what it what it would mean for like newsrooms and what you could do. Like, okay, the big thing with this story is that if she had one, it might have made like reporting the news a little harder. Right. Because that means people got to really check what they're doing. And um, they it was said they falsely connected her to some, you know, some stuff. Right. And so that would be bad for news. But I also thought about like all the horrible news that is out there, like Fox News and all that other stuff. And I was like, if she had won this now, it's like, oh, it's on now. All this like other other like crazy news and one networks and people who were reporting about um, COVID um, 
cures and all that. I was like, oh, it's about to be on. Like you can actually take them jokers to court. So part of me, I kind of hate she lost it because it means like the news is just going to be crazy, continue to be crazy. So it's I was kind of torn with this one. Mm -hmm. T. Petty, uh, Sarah Palin got that L in court. She was also uh, prior to the trial seen in New York restaurants without a mask. Um, that's neither here nor there. She's also dating NHL National Hockey League Hall of Famer Ron Duguay. Uh, take any parts of those stories that you'd like and uh, break those down. I mean, you could have just stopped with Sarah Palin took an L. She is an L. <laughs> She's fucking trash. Um, so I was not torn like Drees um, because what regulates the news like that has been steadily eroded. Uh, thanks, Bill Clinton. Um, the fairness doctrine is what we need back because that is what would rid us of this, these entertainment channels that are parading as news, like mm. Fox News and whatever that, what is it, One America Network, yeah. whatever that One, bullshit is, Yeah, whatever. I mean, let's be clear, the New York Times is problematic on many, many, many levels, but people just, suing them because they don't like what they print like mm, girl no that's not it like Sarah Palin is trash her entire family is trash her lineage is trash and whatever they printed about I can't remember what they said um what what the story was but I believe the New York Times issued some kind of retraction or whatever yeah. but um like honestly fuck her like she's not <laughs> interesting or newsworthy or anything like i am sick of hearing her name so let her go ahead and date her little hockey boyfriend and contract covid have reduced lung function which maybe would stop her from talking which i think we would all appreciate and let us move on to somebody who actually has some relevance because she ain't it absolutely y'all talked about the evolution of news let me uh, see if i can piece these uh, put these pieces together real quick so it was like, uh, you know, like 79 Nightline when Ted Koppel will come on during the, um, the Iran hostage crisis, right? Then uh, was it like 80 or 82 CNN was born that started that 24 hour news cycle. Then the OJ trial in the 90s, right? Y'all remember the NBA finals when the Knicks was playing? And yes. These, these motherfuckers busted into the I NBA remember. finals yeah. with OJ and AC yeah. Collins and the damn white Bronco, you know? And then um, TMZ has existed for many years, but uh, the emergence of uh, TMZ on the web format as well. And now uh, everybody and their mama think that they uh, got a blog and is a damn reporter. And uh, they probably couldn't tell you two or three basic principles of reporting, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we'll leave that there, Sarah Palin, with another L. Um, what do I got here? Uh, T. Petty, uh, Mike McDaniel, the new coach of the Miami Dolphins, whose dad is black. Uh, Ooh, that a, Negro. He, mm. Half a Negro. Um, he uh, had a press conference where, you know, they asked him about uh, his black lineage and heritage. And he just sort of did like a, a thing like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. He was like, you know, he didn't identify uh, as black he did acknowledge his black dad but you know he identified himself as sort of biracial did you see any of that press conference and what's your take on his take 
He didn't identify as biracial. What he said was, I identify as human. Nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. That Negro is another Black person who does not want to be Black. So if you see who he surrounds himself with, he has a very white, very blonde wife. Like he could pass if he wanted to, like just looking at him at first blush, which probably he has been sort of skating. Like I never heard about him in any of the conversations about black NFL coaches. Did you before recently? No, I mean, I knew that he was, a. I knew his name as an assistant with the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. He's been on the come up for some time, but I never mm-hmm. saw his face. I was just like, who is this? Mm-hmm. 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 And so now he gets hired as the head coach of Miami, right in the middle of all this controversy about the NFL and black coaches. And now they want to be like, Hey, look, we have one. And then he gets up there and says that dumb shit. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Black people who don't want to be black are like at the bottom of the fucking totem pole for me. Like, I just don't have any use for you. And then when they treat you like the nigga that they think that you are, don't come crying to us because you ain't want to kick it with us when you were trying to curry favor with white people. So honestly, fuck you, Mike McDaniel. Fuck you very much. Drees, where I come from, if your dad is black, you're black. One drop. One, One drop. White people made that rule, not us. Mm. I also am reminded of Ossie Davis's, the late great Ossie Davis's character in Jungle Fever when he said octroons and quatroons. Um, and that, you know, <laughs> I also am reminded that he said the town Willie Coochie George. <laughs> Dries, <laughs> you from the Listen, south okay. this guy has Listen. a black dad just just break this down for us bro alright Nook T. Patty Digital Gumbo listeners I'm going to say it like this if you ever have to stand in front of a crowd of people in America and say the words I am a human by definition you is black because if you have to say that, mm. that mm. automatically means that people do not see your humanity. And you have to exclaim that to the crowd. So automatically, you is black from saying that, right? Like, like uh, you know, because that, that should go without having to say that, right? And the fact that you, sa- you said that is because you was getting pushed back that people were saying you is black and you you automatically thought it's like oh my god they think i'm black they are stripping me of my humanity and i have to declare at this point because you know that's what america does to black people strip them of their humanity and you was trying to claim it back so automatically by engaging that conversation you is black and everybody know you black Well, now I just it. feel like he's just like he was saying it as a way to say, like, don't in- identify me with these black issues. Like, I'm a human being first. I, I, I know, T. Petty, but that it don't matter. It don't matter of what you think. Of course it don't matter. It like, don't sir, matter what you think. You, you, well you, you, you got to exclaim that people see I agree. you black. I agree. I just, he's annoying. And when this shit don't work out, I don't want to hear him crying. I was mistreated because I was black. I thought you were human. Mm. You don't identify as black, right? So fuck you, sir. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all know that uh, TV show Two and a Half Men? They're going to come out with a sitcom about the black coaches in the NFL and call it Two and a Half Brothers. Mike Tomlin, <laughs> Lovey Smith, and Mike McDaniel. <laughs> <laughs> two two and a half even, brothers. Is it even a half? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Drees, the trucker update uh, in Windsor, Ontario. Um, looks like they disbanded uh, for the most part. It looks like the uh, Canadian prime minister had to do some heavy-handed tactics to go ahead and get these truckers to break up. They found out that a lot of the truckers wasn't even Canadian. They was from America uh, at the Detroit Windsor crossing. Your boys spent a little bit of time up there, the uh, ambassador bridge. Um, that's uh, where most of the car parts come in. So looks like it's been alleviated for the most part at this time, man, but uh, supply chain issues might be happening, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks uh, with the, with the trucks uh, being backed up there that are now uh, seen to, have uh, dissipated up there in Windsor at the Detroit border. Look, the, the only reason that thing got better is because the the prime minister uh, had to call, it wasn't a state of emergency. I forgot what they call it. It, it was it was darn near like he had to invoke a special Like War thing Powers to, Act or something like that. Yeah, the War Powers, he had to evoke the War Powers Act or something like that to get it cleared up. And it was it was such a big deal. They had to, they had to explain to the people like, look, we only doing this in a very limited way for these people that's acting up, and it's it's going to be for a short period of time. So that's how bad it was when they had to invoke that. And I don't think it was. I don't I don't know how many times it's ever been invoked in their history as a country, but it's it's been very few. And so they, that's how bad it was. So it, it, it's that's that's the only thing that cleared it up. So it didn't go away by itself. And then the other thing that um that I've heard people talk about is like all those folks who got together to do that is like they made connections across different groups, right? So now even though that issue might be resolved or on its way to being resolved, what you're gonna get are these new connections that these groups have formed and you're going to see stuff popping up all over the place now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Positively uh, crazy, man. Um, they, they did break up, but uh, again, people was, uh, you know, losing shifts and losing money because there was no parts to build the vehicles, which are in super high demand uh, right now. T Patty, uh, they did go ahead and uh, get everything uh, cleared up, but uh, just another sort of, um, kink uh, in the supply chain uh, as far as uh, automobiles are concerned this time around? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you where I have some problems with this. Let the record show, had those so-called protests been primarily made up of Black people, that shit would never even have gone into the second day, let alone stretch it into two and three weeks. We all know they would have cleared us out by any means necessary. Now, let me remind everybody that when Black people were blocking highways and streets uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, uh, Republican lawmakers here were swiftly passing laws allowing people to assault these protesters, run them over with cars, and people attempted to do that, etc. So now some of these same Republicans are praising what these what was happening up in Ontario. 
It's just the racism and the hypocrisy for me. Number one. Number two, what took Justin Trudeau so long to come down with these tactics? They were up there not only blocking commerce, like they had blocked the Ambassador Bridge, which of course we well know, but other bridges as well. Um, they were brought automobile manufacturing basically ground to a halt because they couldn't get any of the parts. All the auto, auto plants are on just in time uh, inventory. So they only had stock enough inventory to build what they need to build for a certain period of time. They don't stockpile it anymore, right? So there was that, plus the other supply chain issues, like grocery stores were looking real bare. They looked like they needed to go to the grocery store. Like the shelves were, were pretty empty in a lot of part, a lot of um, stores in the country. And then not only were they blocking commerce and trade, but they were literally terrorizing the neighborhoods that they had like gone to. Like mm. people were getting assaulted walking the streets. People were getting cussed out. They were littering, peeing everywhere. Just fucking disgusting. So I am over all of this bullshit. Like you're protesting a, a mat. What? <sighs> the stupidity that has broken out around the world around this whole issue is just mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Even for me, who does not expect anything out of humans, but for them to be trash. Like this is ridiculous. I just am over all of it. And now they're talking about, well, let's do the same thing in LA and DC. Now y'all know good and goddamn well. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> they are not going to LA. They are not coming to, well, certain parts of D.C. They're not going to Detroit with that bullshit. They're not going to do that, and we all know why. Exactly. They better stay right over there in Ontario <laughs> and drink their little Tim Hortons coffee and, you know, have their little maple syrup, their real maple syrup with it. Don't bring that over here. Keep that don't, in winter. Don't do it. Go spend your money again, at the casino. Might, might get that ass beat. Mm, or worse. <laughs> or Which is fine. Like, quit bothering people. We just want to live our lives unmolested, Rona-free. Yes. That's it. We want exactly. to take care of our families and mind our business. But Not then, asking for much. That's it. But they that's are it. constitutionally unable to mind their own fucking business. And then they want to visit their stupidity on the rest of us. And I'm over it. Your boy is thinking about, you know, I used to sell cars. I'm thinking about getting my car license again and um, starting to sell cars, right? Because they are getting all-time prices, used cars yeah, at are. an all-time high. You got to leave five and $10,000 deposit on new cars. And now they're saying that these uh, last of the 2019s, 2020s, and 2021s is going for record prices because the dealerships do have them. People's paying like, five and sometimes $7,500 to $10,000 above sticker price. And people is making a calendar card. Yeah, I have heard that. That's ridiculous. Yes. I, I would never. That's crazy. Right. So like you, you like said the, above sticker price. Right. They for are. 2019. The sticker price is already high. That is correct. But they have that car available and you could take it home today as opposed to putting five or $10,000 in on a car that you might not get till 2023. People is like, you know, boom, I got to get out of this car or they need a new car. They, uh, you know, they, they, they pay in premium prices. 
Um, they taken, they get in these cars without even taking a test drive. They just go, they see that the car is in inventory, they cut the check and they deliver the car right to the house. 2022 is a different game right now. And especially with everything that happened with um, the car parts right now, man, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. T. Patty, you talked about you flew. Give us uh, your logistical stories in just a minute, but I'm also give you this. A flight that was uh, coming into D.C. was diverted to Kansas City. A man stormed, a passenger stormed the cockpit. Uh, they was able to subdue him. And um, one of the flight attendants beat the man about the head with a coffee pot. T. Patty. Good for her. Um, so let's talk about that story first. Of course, it immediately caught my attention because of where they were flying into. So this 6'3", 240-pound man was acting a goddamn fool while he was still in his seat, then got up and decided to rush the, co the cockpit before she busted him in the head with a coffee pot. But here's the thing. So after she did that, then other people like got up to help. But do you know one of the people that got up to help was a police officer? Hmm. So you just sat there that whole time and you weren't going to do shit until a woman hit this fool in the head and then you want to jump to the rescue? Wow. That's how you know that he was he was not black because he would have been tased immediately by that police officer. You know that's their reflex to just tase us or shoot us anyway. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so now, Teddy, the, the, yes. the sister who hit him in the head, what did she hit him with? A coffee, a coffee pot. pot. It was a cup. Okay, you know so they have what, the stainless steel like coffee pots, not the glass ones, but on on flights they have those stainless steel coffee pots. Now this was a, the sister was a passenger, or was she the flight attendant? She's a flight attendant. She's well, flight I don't know that she okay. was a, a black woman. Okay, I mean right, I make right. assumptions because that yeah. sounds like okay. something I would do. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I don't that, know. That, that was some resourcefulness. But well, that was some resourcefulness. Either way, yeah. whatever it was, that, that's pretty amazing to grab the coffee pot and go to work. I mean, listen, we all know what happened when people rushed cockpits and were able to take control of them. So you do whatever you have to do to prevent that from happening, like whatever that is. But this is what I don't understand is why she had to act alone before anybody else like jumped into action i'm on this plane too so if you're going to do something that's going to affect the navigation of this plane i'm looking for a way to try to fuck you up period now, and we can deal I, with the misunderstandings or whatever later but right now i'm trying to beat your ass now what i think what happens is that the male flight attendants were subduing him and um you know just trying to uh control him from getting into the cockpit but uh she was resourceful went ahead and got that uh got that uh that coffee pot and hit him about the head neck chest breast and arm shoulder <laughs> you know what though, you know what's, you know what's going to be weird though i bet they're going to wind wind up banding coffee pots from no the they need to get they're, more they, coffee they're going to call it like possible weapons they are Watch. not going to deprive all those executives of their coffee Mm -mm. No, you know what they'll do? They'll, they'll probably come up with a coffee pot that breaks instantly. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be like a one millimeter thick glass. I mean, that'll take somebody out too. I don't, I, I know that like the other flight attendants were helping, but I don't understand why other people like passengers weren't also helping. Like if we, this plane go down, we all going to get fucked up. Let's beat his ass. Everybody. 
I don't understand mm. it. But you know, everybody doesn't have survival instincts like we do. That's true. So That's true. Um, what was going on on my plane was nothing exciting like that. Okay. It was just electronics problems. So we boarded the flight. I was, had just gotten settled in. I was about to get, you know, my, my bourbon working on my laptop. And they were like, yeah, we got an electronics problem. We're going to have to restart the plane and regulations prevent us from having you on the plane with no electronics. So you have to get, everybody had to get off. Right. And they were like, you can leave your bags or your jackets or whatever. It should be a few minutes. We're going to basically turn it off and turn it back on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Hmm, this, this is not engendering confidence in me, but let's see what happens. So I left my jacket, took my bags. They start, they rebooted it. Didn't work. They called maintenance. Didn't work. Wait, it ain't work. It didn't work. That's supposed to always work. It it did not work. I don't know if they tried to blow on it, but it didn't work. So (laughs) we ended up not even using that plane. Like that plane was still sitting at the gate when we left. It was another plane flying in from DC that we had to wait for it to come. And then we took that one back. So instead of me getting home at landing at seven, I didn't land till close to 10. So it was a long, it was a long day for me. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, what they need to do with these damn coffee pots is, um, look, um, come up with a special coffee pot. And if somebody get to acting up, just put that uh, Al Green, them hot grits on them, but that hot coffee, that'll subdue a suspect really, really quick. Give you enough time for the pilot to go ahead and turn it around so they can get to the nearest airport. But uh, these fools rushing these cockpits. That's that's domestic terrorism. It absolutely is. So here's my question. When people do stuff like that, and they we've talked about like the uptick of people getting violent with flight attendants and just acting a fool since this whole Rona thing happened. The airline bans them from flying the airline, but they're not placed on the no fly list. They can go to another airline and act a fool as well. I feel like if you are on a plane and you cut up like that, you need to be on the no fly list. Your ass need to be catching the Greyhound all around the country. You shouldn't be allowed to fly. If you acted up on one airline, you should be banned from all of them. Absolutely. The Delta CEO, Delta Airlines CEO is calling for a no-fly registry for anybody that, you know, commits uh, a crime, uh, you know, while uh, in an airport or specifically on a plane. So we'll see uh, how that goes through. Um, Congress has got some other shit that they need to take care of, but they definitely need to start this uh, immediately with uh, these fools going ahead and, and acting up. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast, episode 77. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics with a lot of laughs. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. We're available on Apple Podcasts and almost every podcast platform except the one that rhymes with codify. So um, we're also available on smart speakers. <laughs> we're also available on smart speakers, including the ones from the uh, Rainforest people. We can't say her name because we'll make that go off and you send us nasty emails about that. Sorry. We're also available uh, on Google Assistant. Um, got another story. Drees, do you know who the Tobies are? The Tobies? Like from the roots? No, <laughs> like no. The Tobies. These are the Tobies, T-O-E-B-E-E-S. 
Remember the couple that was trying to sell the nuclear submarine secrets uh, to foreign oh, governments? Yeah, yeah. And they was putting That's the, the jump drives. Yeah, they was putting the jump drives. <laughs> That's their in the name? Peanut, yeah. They was putting <laughs> the, the jump drives in the peanut butter sandwiches. I thought it was like a bad rappers. 80s like band, the Tobies. <laughs> <laughs> a flock of seagulls followed by the Tobies. Later, the pet shop boys. No, um, the Tobies. So um, this was a husband and wife team that were accused of uh, selling the secrets to foreign governments um, with the sandwiches and the uh, gum wrappers. The husband has pleaded guilty. He faces 12 to 18 years in prison. And um, yeah, they um, pretty much had an open and shut case, but the husband went ahead. I don't know if he necessarily took a plea. He did plead guilty. Uh, 12 to 18 years is what he's going to get right now. But um, again, they hid the secrets in jump drives and flash drives that were inside peanut butter sandwiches and were in the gum wrappers. So he's pleaded guilty. Does this mean his wife is not going to get as sweet of a deal or what's up with that? You know, I this story, I was like reading it and I was, and I heard all the stuff that you said and I read about all the stuff you said, but I never quite understood how they got around to like selling secrets, right? Like did somebody reach out to them? It's like, hey, hey, you got some secrets you want to buy? Or did they pursue? I just don't know how it got started from the beginning. Like, was it a big sting operation, or or, or how how I found out about it? But uh, either way, they went ahead and did it, and then it seemed like they did it really poorly <laughs> of, of how they was trying to sneak the uh, the secrets out. And um and so so yeah, he 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 probably took a hit. I don't know if this means that um you know they're husband and wife, so I don't. I don't think they're compelled to testify against each other. Like legally, they don't have to. But then I don't know if one of them is saying, I'll take the heat because it was the guy who worked there, right? Both of them didn't work there, right? Right. I think oh, he worked there, but then she yeah. was like aiding and abetting, like uh, being the go-between to get the jump drives and the uh, flash yeah. drives in the peanut butter sandwiches and shit. Gotcha. She she made the sandwiches, probably stuck it in there to come up with the plan. So I don't know. He he may wind up getting more time because he had access to all the secrets and she was like supporting or facilitating it. But like if, if he didn't have that access or didn't do it, then it, it wouldn't exist. So she, he, he'll probably wind up getting the most time out of it. Yeah, yeah. T. Patty, um, we never found out what kind of um, peanut butter it was because it didn't go to trial. He did plead guilty, but we also found out about the gum wrappers. Was it big red, double mint? What kind of gum was it? And uh, just assess this in terms of Mr. Toby uh, pleading guilty. He's facing 12 to 18. I mean, <laughs> um, I, my guess is his wife will be following suit because why the hell if your husband pleads guilty like girl your goose is cooked you might as well just go ahead but maybe part of the deal he made was like perhaps some more leniency for her i don't know throw the book at them for being dumb because why are you hiding zip drives and peanut butter sandwiches like that's just fucking stupid i <laughs> and i, I hate also everything. wonders like what like what what's the secrets that you sell? I guess the secret is like is some is like a design or is it like an algorithm? Like what what is the 
thing that you that you is selling to people well if, yeah it could be the design and then because of the electronics and stuff that they have in there there's ways that submarines can avoid like detection and they can yeah. do um like deflection of weapons and all that kind of stuff yeah. so you could sell you know some you can make a lot of money selling these these secrets like the design of them and like their vulnerabilities and all that good stuff but i just don't know what makes you think that you could even get that off yeah like yeah that you can get away with something like you can't like that stuff is so closely guarded as soon as he made whatever move he made. He was being watched from the very beginning. And we yeah, talked they probably about this. Know, know, like, if you download anything, especially to a flash yeah. drive. Like, right. I was like, I, like, yeah, like you, you ain't going to, everything is being tracked. So, of course, if you download and state secrets onto a flash drive, they're going to know that. Yeah. In fact, the person that they tried to sell the secrets to posed as like a foreign uh representative or citizen or dignitary but actually it was the police so they wasn't uh, real street smart with, with what you, they you know what about. i would have did i i would i would have like hand wrote all mine <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like yeah i drew i drew the i drew the secret design of the submarine <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't no electronic trail on it Get these crudely written um, post-it notes from your cell phone. And then you're going to go to prison for something that they couldn't even execute on anyway, because they're going to get yeah, you doing that's that like, too. This don't make no sense, but we know you was going to sell it. <laughs> T. Petty, Dateline, Gwinnett County, Georgia, right near Atlanta. A woman tried, she went into a bank and she wanted to make a high dollar withdrawal. About, I believe, fourteen dollars or $15,000. Okay. The, te- the teller, as is normal course, was like, can I, you know, see your ID, um, your debit card, and, you know, maybe a check. Uh, the woman refused. So um, she got into a spat with the teller. The customer climbed up on the, you know, the uh, counter, climbed over the counter, went inside the cash box, you know, where the teller get the little bit of money at when they doing legitimate transactions, Mm -hmm. took the money out of the damn um, cash box, about $950, I think it was, and left the bank. bank. At the bank. At the bank. At At a real bank. bank. This is a real real bank. bank With cameras and everything. I don't know where uh, Barney Fife was during all this was going on, but she left the bank and they looking for her. T. Patty, what, what is wrong with people? Listen, I don't know what germ of foolishness and fuckery has infected a vast number of people in this country, but how do you think you're gonna get that off? So now you're gonna get a bank robbing charge (laughs) and your ass is gonna go to federal prison. Like, What is the reason? I just don't understand. And you said she was trying to withdraw like 15 grand and she walked out with like 950. Yeah, <laughs> like the girl, numbers do not add up. So you can't even do what it is you were going to do anyway. Cause what you going to do with $950? Not much. Not much if what you were trying to do was 15 grand. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe the wrong is making people lose their minds cause all kinds of shit is happening. that just doesn't make any sense. It is. And I don't get it. I'm, I'm trying to imagine. Okay, maybe I'm just going to the the wrong type of bank. I I actually bank <laughs> at a black bank. It's, it's actually a black okay. bank. It's one of the few few black banks in the country. But that's why I bank at. But I would tell you that 
you know the little glass partition? It go from the counter all the way up to the wall. You know what? <laughs> so and that's, I, look, that's most banks she, have that. Though. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what, what I'm she, saying. That's why she picked this bank because it didn't have a partition because it was like the it was like a, an older bank. Um, but it didn't have the plexiglass because she hopped right up on the counter and then stepped over and she was right where the tellers was behind, you know, the yeah, little that's counter. What she she called them slipping because oh. most banks now got that. And because that clear, mm. um, that barrier, that thing is almost like six inches thick. You know, you can't shoot a bullet through it. You can't climb over it. So she just called them slipping. They ain't upgrade their security. Yeah, they're going to be upgrading it now. Again, um, this all took place. It was all on camera. And yeah, uh, we'll put a link to this in the podcast. But um, like I said, I don't yeah. know where security was. Maybe it was laid back, you know, like uh, they'd never had no incidents before. Well, they've had one incident and it will probably be the last one. And um, I'm sure that teller was shooketh and went home uh, for the rest of the day. But that is absolutely <laughs> positively crazy. Um, speaking of um, people trying to take your money, Dries Elbow, the Internal Revenue Service, has put the kibosh on its facial recognition program. They were saying that people needed to scan their face to go ahead and um, put through their tax returns. Um, people mm -hmm. got crazy about that, saying that they wasn't going to do that. And uh, the IRS is now um, 86, that facial recognition uh, program, uh, in order to get your tax return. Uh, how do you do your tax return? And would you scan your face to send them a tax return? Look, ain't nobody scanning their face to do no like tax return, especially like because the IRS is a federal government agency. So, you know, you ain't going to be doing no face scanning. Like people don't even like face scanning when it comes to the Internet, even though we got facial recognition. Like if you if you got like um, Google photos or whatever, you can search them photos by the pictures of the people. Right. So they can scan and see similar faces and pull everything up. So even though it's out there, people just don't like the idea of that. And especially for the federal government, because they don't trust how they're going to use it. Now, I've, I've gotten my taxes done at a funeral home. So I can't imagine like how, how, how does facial recognition work in all these different scenarios of getting your taxes done. Right. Whether you're going to like a chain tax thing or individual accountant or whatever. So I think even implementing it would be would be just almost darn near impossible to do it. Plus people hate it. So no, it's, it's not going anywhere. Not mm. anytime soon. T. Patty, I was thinking about doing it before they went ahead and put the 86 on the program. I was going to dress up in like white face and I'll see if I can get like a bigger <laughs> refund because um, they don't know who, you know, Nook Bishop is, but Chad Bishop might get a bigger refund, especially if I scan Sir, my face in there on white face. I mean, your skin might be white, but you still have uh, Nookie Bishop lips. So that that was not ever <laughs> going to work. <laughs> I could just purse them up before I take my picture of <laughs> So every time Dries said he got his taxes done at a funeral home, that makes me laugh because that That's was a funeral show. home around the corner from my house. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, shit, what was the original question? Oh, would I uh, would I yeah. get my taxes done by scanning my face? Absolutely not. Like our privacies are being eroded more and more every day. We're being recorded. It's like when, as soon as we step out of our houses, like. Everybody got those fucking ring doorbell cameras, even in apartment buildings. 
you see them, there's surveillance cameras in our lobbies. They're like, you step out on the street and you know, you could be recorded at any given moment. So I'm giving up enough privacy as it is. I'm not, the IRS, like you have my social security number. What you want to scan my eyeball for? Unnecessary. It's bad enough. I got to pay fucking taxes in the first place. Mm. You know what's going to happen is that, um, you know, these people go and get these uh, taxes done by a preparer. Now, when they see the same face a hundred or a thousand times, that, <laughs> that, that's probably what happened. People was trying to get their refunds early, you know, be among the first filers, you know, with everything that's going on with Colby and the whole nine yards. So when they saw, they was like, oh, we've gotten 77 returns today with this man. It's the same guy. This is not working. And then they just said, this is not going to work, Bob. Well, let's just put out a press release and say to hell with it, we'll try again next year. But the, you're right, T. Petty, it's the general erosion of um, privacy in America, right? Like uh, that's what Facebook does. It's like, uh, we wanna do, or Meta or whatever the hell they're calling themselves today. We wanna do this, 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 and this. And the people are like, you crazy as hell. So they only wanted to do one thing, but they say that they would do six things that would invade your privacy. And um, you know, you, they pull back on the other five, and then, um, you know, they go ahead and do one, right? Like, it's like the uh, adage of a frog that's in a boiling pot of water. You mm -hmm. can, uh, if the water is hot, you get out immediately. But if you generally just turn up the temperature on the boiling pot of water and why you would put a frog in a boiling pot of water and turn it on, you're a goddamn masochist. And you go, you just <laughs> Maybe just want some frog legs. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> but um, they say the frog will stay in there, um, you know, if you generally turn up the heat as opposed to if the water is super, super hot so i don't know if that adage or that uh, sort of um uh what is the word i'm looking for um this is to the analogy makes sense but um that's what mm -hmm. they, they try and do as far as our, our privacy is concerned agreed um, uh Dries, uh television have you seen this reimagined bel-air and uh if so what are your first impressions Yes, I have seen it, and it's it's amazing. Like, uh, you know, it is uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, taken from a comedy sitcom into a drama. Uh, it's like uh, taking a Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Bel Air, and saying like, "What if it happened in reality? Like, how would that look?" And it's it's just been amazing. It's been fun for me to watch, um, just to see the different characters and how they show up. Um, but also, like, it's a drama, so it's just, like, kind of over the top <laughs> in the relationships and the things that happen, and you're just thinking about it in the context of the sitcom, and it's just really entertaining, and then I think um, I think the brother who redid it is, like, he just did an amazing job, and it's just beautiful Black people everywhere, so it's, it's good. What is not to love? Absolutely, absolutely. T. Petty, have you caught an episode of Bel Air yet? Now, y'all know your girl is always behind on all TV-related items. So I have not seen it yet, but I have heard good things. So I'm adding it to my never-ending list of stuff to watch. Gotcha, gotcha. I watched the first three episodes. Looks like a new episode is going to come out each Thursday through like maybe the end of March or end of April. They ordered the 10 initial episodes, and it is fabulous the way it looks the way it's filmed, uh, the melanin content is off the chain. Um, Jeffrey is reimagined. Jeffrey is like a boss. I'm not going to say too much more, but y'all definitely got to watch it. I, I definitely, that's my new uh, favorite show, Bel Air. 
and uh, we'll uh, see how those ratings come in. Mostly, again, um, you know, through the streaming service, but uh, we're going to see how those uh, numbers do. So we would definitely want to support them and get uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 more episodes. Super Bowl, by the way, y'all, again, as y'all know, the most uh, watched program in America, 100 million people on TV, which means that one out of every three televisions in America was watching the Super Bowl, but also a record 12 million streams. Um, so people were watching it uh, through their streaming services as well. And uh, I know those numbers. I want to see what those numbers was like for the halftime show. That's when it was hot. It's like, again, um, Black people was loving it. The number probably went up. And then it was like a lot of confused others who were like, uh, didn't understand why we would have been hooping and hollering. That was a dope <laughs> ass, dope ass halftime show. T. Petty, pick one of these, a final thought, flowers, a prediction, or a shout out. So I want to do a final thought. And it's about a story that I sent y'all like right when we were about to get on here. And I'm just going to read the first paragraph of this story. Y'all ready? Yes. Go ahead, T-Pat. It's a crazy story. The hitman hired to murder a Miami federal airport officer was paid using a federal payroll protection loan intended to help small businesses during the pandemic, according to newly released court records. Mm -hmm. This story took so many twists and turns. This girl has turned PPP loan fraud into a pay hit. And it was all because the girl that was murdered was talking to her ex-boyfriend. Like, if that ain't some bullshit, I don't know what is. 24 years old and this girl was murdered over something crazy using PPP loan funds. This shit is crazy. Like, I just, the more I read, the more I just want to stay at home and not interact with any humans. T. Petty, let me take the second paragraph from that story. So she got the money as a PPP loan for her beauty salon. I guess they said there was only one employee at the beauty salon. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Then she got 15 grand, but she took 10 grand of the money out. And then this is the funds that she used to hire the hit person. Yep. Damn. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. You know, the, 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 the horrible part about this, right? Like, so this young woman winds up dead, you know, based out of, of a hit. But during the attack, her three-year-old daughter was injured in the shooting as well. So the yes. hitman just just started shooting, and the three-year-old was was, was right around. So it, 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 it was just bananas. Crazy. Mm. I don't know what's going on in this world today, but Everybody just need to fucking relax. Like, this is ridiculous. Have a drink, smoke a J, do something. That's absolutely crazy. I want the documentary on this. I want the Lifetime Movie Network uh, 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 movie on this. I want uh, I want the Law and Order treatment on this, Dick Wolf. I want to see Rip from the headlines. I want to get a 360 on this. This shit... You couldn't write a script. That is some crazy. No, you, no, you could not you write. You couldn't. You couldn't. Because if you wrote it, you'll be like, "Now nah, this is too stupid. Ain't no way in the world." Mm-hmm. Well, they mm-hmm. say truth is stranger than fiction. So there you go. That's right. Absolutely it's crazy. crazy. Damn. Uh, Drees, give me one. A final thought. Flowers. Uh, a prediction or a shout out. 
Let me see. I think for this one, um, what I want to, I think I want to give a, I, I want to give a shout out. Um, I, I just a shout out. Uh, <laughs> this one, okay, it's it's Black History Month, right? It's February is Black History Month. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give a shout out to all the black kids that are in school right now during Black History Month and the schools and, and putting up with the school's foolishness as they try to teach black history. And mm-hmm. like I, my, my, my daughter comes home almost on a daily basis and tells me the attempts at teaching black history in, in schools is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I want to mm-hmm. give a shout out to, to our black kids for holding it down and just having like the the where all to kind of know black history and to love it and then to see when it's just being being played with. So so shout out to like all the youth and black history and holding it down for us. Black futures. God bless them. God bless them is right. These uh crazy mandates one day on, one day off. They don't know what they're doing, homeschooling, hybrid, all that stuff. So yeah, um, and then these fake um schools trying to teach black history when they don't care the other eight months out of the school year but we'll go ahead and leave that right there now listen you know sometimes i struggle to come up with uh, one of the final four shout out prediction final thought or um flowers this one is absolutely positively easy i have a shout out and I'd like to shout out Mrs. Nook, who is celebrating her birthday. Um, she is the best. Ooh. She is a, a helpmate, a soulmate, a business partner. And I love her so, so much. She's also sometimes my associate producer. And um, she just uh, means uh, so much to me uh, in my heart and in my life. So I just want to say uh, happy birthday, Mrs. Nook. And, uh, she's got my little, uh, she's got my credit card. She know the number by heart too. So uh, she'll God go ahead her. and, uh, treat herself to whatever it is that, uh, she'd like to have uh, for her birthday. And, uh, just want to let her know that I love her. And it is Mrs. Nook's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Mrs. birthday. Nook. For some reason I was thinking today, the date for today was actually yesterday. So I was like, Miss Nook's birthday is tomorrow. My days are all messed up. Listen, that flight being delayed has thrown me off. So now I have to call her as soon as we get off of here. Lord no, you're not the only one. So her birthday is actually next week. But by the time we tape next week, her birthday would have passed. Also, okay. Also, See, so you threw me off then. Just no, <laughs> you know what threw you off? January. What? January was six and a half damn weeks long. Hey, That's watch what your mouth. Watch <laughs> your mouth when it comes to January. No, January I'm not gonna take this. Six and a half weeks long. And so I, I don't know. I can't like it's like, you know, I can't put oh, the days together. Okay. See, I was like, man, I didn't get a reminder or nothing. See, no, you no, threw no. me off. Okay, I'm cool. I don't have yeah. to apologize. I got you, girl. Exactly. So um, her birthday is on a Tuesday and her birthday is all deuces wild, 2-22-22. So that's going to be absolutely positively. Yeah, I hope we can win $222 million. And I was like, happy birthday. I did this for us. They're going to take a little tax, but you know, you can have the rest. Well, I feel like, I mean, that birthday is, that's a celebration right there. Exactly. So, but she's an introvert like me, so. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so gotta figure was, out what we're gonna do. 
Mm-hmm. I had to kidnap her away from you for a for a while. Me That's and uh, me and Mrs. Elbow. There you go. Y'all just, you know, she's going to celebrate the rest of the year. So, you know, you don't got to stake your claim on that one day. It'll just, you know, gently play mm. out and uh, seasonals will change. So uh, that's what's up. But yes, happy birthday to Mrs. Nook. Um, let me give them all this social stuff that we got going on. Let's see if I can get this right, Dries. Okay. I'm on Instagram at Nookie Bishop. No, at I am Nookie Bishop JR. At I am Nookie Bishop JR. You are on Instagram at I am Idris Elbow, I A M I D R I S E L B O W. We're on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. And um, we need y'all to follow us on, uh, uh, on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Now, Twitter is a different situation. We're on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo at the Digital Gumbo, at the Digital Gumbo. We need y'all to follow us there because we have special Twitter spaces, uh, online shows, Twitter spaces is where live uh, conver- audio conversations happen. So we just might pop up and talk about one thing. We might talk about a couple things. We've already had a couple of uh, Twitter spaces conversations. They are wild. Um, it's no editing. It's nothing like that. We just sprout off about what we're talking about. The Super Bowl pregame show potty is uh, on Twitter Spaces right now, but you got to follow us at the Digital Gumbos. Uh, wildly fascinating. T Petty and Drees came with it. Drees is also on Twitter at I am Idris Elbow at I A M uh, I D R I S. E-L-B-O-W, damn, spelling is not my song, Strong Suit After 9.30. That's I, correct. That is okay. correct, brother. And, no, I, am, uh, and I am on uh, in, I'm on Twitter at Nookie Bishop JR, at Nookie Bishop JR. Our tri-captain, uh, the first lady of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, is also on Twitter. Do you want to share your handle with us? Um, I would if I knew what it was. <laughs> I feel like it's got 1619 in it. Wait a minute. Is it Petty 1619? I feel like I should be way better at this. It's all right. It is. It is. It is. Come on, please. <laughs> It's T Petty 1619. T Petty 1619. That's what's up. So, uh, again, um, we may be having a special episode soon of the T Petty show. You never can tell. Um, we got the Idris Elbow show on Twitter Spaces Mondays at 7 30. You definitely want to tune into that. If you follow Idris and then uh, he'll uh, set up uh, in his feed, you just hit set reminder. You'll get a reminder on your phone that uh, his show is popping up and that's Mondays at 7.30. Then the Nookie Bishop Jr. show. We just had a wonderful show about wine the other night with uh, our special guest, Dr. Uh, Faiza Carr of the Wine Connoisseurs Club, um, talking about uh, wines in uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, but also California. No, I, I went to my, my local wine store um, tonight and I asked for some of that um, is wine aged in bourbon barrels. Okay. And the guy said, oh, yeah. somebody else came here asked for that, but we ain't got none of it. I said, well, y'all need to get some of it. That's so, delicious. They need to step their game had, You had some tea patty? I have, I have had some before. Oh, it man. All right. You got quite it. excellent. Okay. Right. okay. Well, yeah, we definitely got to, they got to step their game up your, your way, uh, man, and get some of that uh, bourbon barrel aged wine, man. 
But uh, yeah, Nookie Bishop Jr. Show Tuesdays on Twitter Spaces uh, at 7.25 Eastern, 4.25 Pacific. And uh, just follow me at Nookie Bishop JR, at Nookie Bishop JR. Again, click the reminder button. You'll get a reminder about a half hour before the show starts. And all you got to do is uh, go ahead uh, and listen in. So we appreciate you guys uh, supporting our projects. We are continuing. Oh, I figured this out. Nook CSI. Okay. We are... Okay. We are continuing to track in Trinidad and Tobago. You want to know what happened? When Nicki Minaj was talking about her cousin that had his testicles um, that swole up, um, yeah, allegedly because of the vaccine that he took. So yeah. we tagged a Twitter post, Trinidad and Tobago, and I'm not sure if it's one person or many people. But we. <laughs> We continue to like um, track and trend over there um, in Trinidad and Tobago. So we appreciate y'all listening. Um, we did tag y'all on that. Uh, that story with the testicles and, you know, all the inflammation, all that stuff that has uh, sort of, uh, you know, gone and passed. But uh, Trinidad and Tobago, we want to let you know we love y'all and uh, we are opening to come over and, um, you know, do a, a live uh, series of episodes, you know, once this whole COVID thing uh, clears up. But uh, we want to say thank you to y'all. Um, I think I have exhausted all possibilities of talking, y'all. Y'all got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty I'm good. Sorry, that just you made me laugh. You didn't stumble. That's pretty good. I mean, I'm impressed. Like, I've exhausted all possibilities. I'm done talking by niggas. That's basically <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> I love it. I just want to make sure that y'all didn't have anything else before uh, we get out of here. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, episode 77 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T. Petty, Idris Elbow, and Nookie Bishop Jr. Any final words before we go? Peace, y'all. No, I'm out of words, too. Bye, y'all. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Oh, wait, T-Patty, before we go, should I give him our signature sound? Hell no. Absolutely not. If you do, I am not affiliated with this at all. (laughs) Dries, you want to give him the signature sound before we go? Don't do it. The Digital Combo Podcast. (laughs) And on that note, we out of here. Appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Take it easy. Stay warm and stay safe. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.